escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. 5.7 FM. Listen to personality profiles with Lessons Bill, get inspired, get nourished, and grow to be the best that you want to be. Personality profile and 99.7 FM. I love it. Hi, this is Mr. Simons. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexus Bell. This is the program that inspires you and brings you very close to your role models. I'm Vera Kwakofi, current affairs editor of BBC Africa. Keep listening to Lexis Bill on Personality Profile on Joy 99.7 FM. You could just be able to hear the best piece of advice that sets you on the course to success. Hello, Ghana. My name is Senor Jose, CEO of the Ghana Chamber of Bokal Distributors. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bill because it delivers the value that sets you apart for success. Hi, this is Nadia Antano, Miss Ghana 2013. Keep listening to Personality Profile with Lexis Bell every Thursday at 7 p.m. on Joy FM and be inspired. Hi, my name is James Ebo White, or everyone calls me Uncle Ebo White. You know, what you'll be five years from now depends on only two things, the books you read and the people you meet. On Personality Profile, you meet the kind of people you meet, you need to meet to make your transition to your greatness. You want a program that would help you, inspire you, motivate you. Why bother to turn to other channels? Just stay here on Personality Profile and you get all the inspiration you need.
astronauts, be champions, be truth seekers, be students, be teachers, be politicians, be preachers, preachers. Yeah. be believers, be leaders, be astronauts, be champions. That's right. You could be sitting in the Hall of Fame and the world will know your name. When you hear the song, you know it's time for Personality Profile here on Joy 99.7 FM. Good evening. I'm Lexus Bale and this next hour is a very special hour. I always look forward to it and I'm sure you look forward to it too. Where we get to hang out with amazing Ghanaians who are doing wonderful things for the country or who have done so much for the country. We get to travel into their lives with them we go on a journey you know living their lives with them and learning the lessons that they, they actually learned in life as well yeah they share a bit of their life with us here for one hour and this evening i have a very very special guest ah you would love this one yeah i'm spending time with a statesman a phenomenal statesman who has literally paid his dues to ghana one of the men who need to be celebrated for their contribution to ghana's development in many facets for us at Joy FM, he is literally a father. Yeah. A father whose name has been etched into the Joy FM story in a very unique way. And I'll tell you about that part very shortly. We're live on Facebook, okay? So you can actually go check out the video. You can share the link in your WhatsApp groups and share it with friends and family and invite them to also check it out, yeah? Uh, so go into our Joy FM Facebook page and see the video of this conversation live. Okay. So my guest is a sociologist by training and a development expert. He has taught in several universities in Africa and the United States for 10 years, beginning from 1993 or about. He was a member of Ghana's Electoral Commission that managed elections that ushered Ghana into democratic governance. He has served as consultant to several national and international organizations and agencies on development projects and programs. From 2003 to 2008, he served as the founding executive secretary of the National Identification Authority of Ghana. Yeah, His Excellency, the then president of Ghana, John Ajikum Kufo, appointed him to this position, the position of uh, advisor to the authority in order to continue to assist in giving guidance to the full-scale implementation of the National Identification System of Ghana. He retired in 2010 from public service. Yep. He is a committed father to Mawena, the former chief executive officer of the Ghana Investment Promotion Center and the first woman to hold that role. Uh, Koshi, a physician specialist in internal medicine, nephrology, and critical care practicing in the USA. Dr. Koshi, yeah. And he's also father to one of the best broadcast journalists to ever practice anywhere in the world an iconic face of Africa on the BBC and former host of the Super Morning Show on Joy 99.7 FM, Komla Dumo. This evening, I'm spending time with Komla's father.
Professor Ernest Dumont. Prof. Good evening. Good evening. Ah, there you go. See? A chip of the old block. Kumla's voice came from here. <laughs> did you hear the baritone? <laughs> I'm not quite sure on that. Are you sure? <laughs> Where did it come from? But look at well, that. Well, you... if you're talking about biometric uh, identity, <laughs> that makes a difference. That makes a difference, I guess. So good to see you, Prof. It's How are you? Pleasure. Well, I'm doing as best as I can. Mm, you yes. have a good smile on your face. I, I'm sure you're doing good. Yeah. And even better, Prof. In a little over a week, you're hitting big eight zero. Yes, that's true. Wow. I can't believe it myself. <laughs> I'm still quite dashing, am I not? Oh, you are. You know, you could pass for <laughs> half of that. <laughs> but eight is a very special number. Well, Congratulations. Thank and, you very much. And you're blessed. Wow. How do you describe 80, 80 years of living on this earth? Well, that's a tough question. There are elements of joy. Mm. There are also elements of uh, sacrifice mm. and suffering. And uh, as I reflect on those years up to this point, I'm attracted by a saint, mm. a Catholic saint, Saint Teresa of the Child Jesus, who in her Christian and spiritual exercises mm -hmm. tells me that there is joy in suffering. Mm. And of course, if you don't suffer, as you go along the journey on this planet Earth, if you don't face challenges, if you don't find situations that can overwhelm you mm -hmm. and by the help of your maker you are able to navigate through mm -hmm. and be around here till 80 you must be thankful yeah that's the way i feel that yes indeed there is joy in suffering right right it is not a question of the great things that we have done to satisfy our communities our countries so that men and women will praise us it is the passion with which you have done those things right that brings the joy internal joy wow. so as i sit with you here mm. at 80 there is joy in suffering wow that's what saint teresa of the child jesus has taught me Wow. I'll just use that as an example. I'm not plagiarizing, mm -hmm. but I, I'm mm -hmm. just saying that as I reflected on yeah. my life, I could see the value okay. of going through suffering Yeah, because at the end of it, there is joy. Let me, I, I would want to break it down, and this is because personally, I, I would totally love to pick out the... Pick out as many lessons as I can from your 80-year story, right? Yes. Okay. So let's start off with the joy bit. If you look back, what really makes you happiest? What really brings you that joy? And, 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 and you think about it and you're like, yeah, I have lived. Well, uh, let me begin with my parents. I came out of a very strict Catholic faith-oriented family 
My mother was lucky in those days as one of the girls who had the opportunity to go to school, a Catholic girls' school. Mm-hmm. And when she finished, the Catholic sisters from France convinced her that she was good to go into the nunnery. So she went into the nunnery mm. and was being prepared to become a religious. My father also went to a Catholic boys' school. <laughs> he finally went to training college, St. Francis Training College in those years, and graduated in 1933. And of course, Catholic education at that time was part of the apostolic mission of the Catholic Church. So he came with that attitude towards how to bring up children. Mm. So in school and at home, Mm -hmm. he was just, you might say, a complete copy of that Catholic education project. Right. My mother was forcibly removed from the Catholic nunnery and given to my father in marriage. Oh, wow. So there were two people who were grounded in the Catholic faith. So my father was very strict about the educational portion. Yeah. And my mother, I tell you, he would tell the story, the biblical stories, as if she was present when those <laughs> things were happening. I'm, I'm quite curious, though. Yes. Why was she forcibly removed from the nunnery? Well, the in those days, it was only males who were teaching in the schools. And you know, in that situation, you have young women who were also coming to school almost mature. Mm. And so the bishop was worried that, well, if you don't restrict these teachers, male teachers, to the Catholic conception of marriage, there would have been disaster. Mm. So they were all asked to get married. So there he was, my father was, and he had to tell my grandfather to find him a wife. We come from a division which is, you know, you know, we produce the divisional chief in our area. Mm-hmm. And my mother comes from the paramount stool. So it was a connection between divisions. Oh. So when it became clear that my father, a very handsome man in those days, Obviously. was looking for a wife, <laughs> and there was my mother, you know, my maternal grandfather said, Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Goodness. <laughs> My daughter going to be without grandchildren for me? That's a joke. So she was on holidays and she was just simply told that that's the man you're going to get married to. <laughs> wow. And, and wow. I can tell you, even though they didn't know each other that well. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in a home of love. Yeah. 
affection and care and they were determined to give us a direction yeah. that would reflect the Catholic line of bringing up children. Mm. You're actually telling us about the things that brought you joy in this 80 years. Yes. I love my parents for what they've done. My father, for example, will give me, you know, English literature, you know, uh, the abridged versions. Mm -hmm. I had to read them. When I was not ready for secondary school yet, he will come with poems. Hmm. And I had to learn the poems by heart. In those days, rote learning, learning was the normal thing. But I discovered that by doing so, I had developed a powerful retentive memory. Hmm. It has served me well till today. I can remember things so freshly that had occurred many, many years ago, mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, I look back and I'm so pleased that even though my father didn't leave room for misbehavior, yeah. the cane was there. Discipline, he will tell me, he prefers discipline more than success. Okay. You can go and make a success of your life academic results and what have you. If you're not a disciplined person, you will not succeed. Mm. So it was strictly the rules must be obeyed, but he was also affectionate. Mm. You know? Yeah. He, he he was able to combine the balance, huh? A balance. Yeah. You know, occasionally I'll see him cry because I was hurting. Mm -hmm. He's done something, he's gotten angry with me and I'm feeling miserable. And I'll see my father shedding tears for me, almost as if, you know, have I done something to make this young man get away from me? Yeah. So he was always pulling me close to himself. Wow. I can tell you that the bonding was so close that even now, I hope nobody else is listening. <laughs> no, it's just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> When I got to secondary school, all the love letters the girls were writing, <laughs> he kept them till today. I, I found them in his briefcase. You're serious? I'm telling you. <laughs> that's the man. Wow. And my mother was very protective. Yeah. Very, very protective. And he insisted on appropriate conduct. Mm. You cannot use N-word mm. anyhow. Her nickname was Wimopair. Wimopair? Wimopair. Whatever the priest says, she says, we more pair. Yes, oh, okay. father. Yes, we father. You, you, the, 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 the priest yeah. knows better. And therefore, you know, he's going to give you guidance. Uh, he is not the authority, but he's been instituted to give you guidance. Why French, though? Did, did you speak French? Tu no, my mother went to French school. Ah. Yes. Et toi? Yeah. Yeah, that you it. too. And she forced me <laughs> to learn French so that in the midst of all the other people, we can change the discussion. <laughs> wow. You, you know. I love the dynamics in the home. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was a, a, a lovely home. It, you know, they protected us from all kinds mm. of things because even though the extended family is a beautiful environment to live in, there are those other sides of extended family that you cannot predict, mm. you know? Yeah. So 
you know, they, they, they held on to us. So you'd say that you really have made them proud? I think years. so. I think so. I made them proud. And sometimes I remember, you know, uh, when I was away out of the country to the Netherlands, mm -hmm. I went there as, a, you know, an exchange research fellow to the Institute of Social Studies mm -hmm. in The Hague. I was being paid by the University of Cape Coast, where I started my academic, you know, professional life. And, you know, I was uh, in, uh, in the Institute of Social Studies, which was a very notable, highly respected institute. I was to spend one year there, and they were giving me allowances, you know, so, so I had quite a bit of money in my pocket. I see. So in order to compensate or to say thank you to my father, I bought a car and oh. shipped it to Ghana. Wow. For him, so that, you know, he could also enjoy himself. What car was it? <laughs> I can't even remember the, uh, the... It was one British car. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. But anyway, I brought the car, got a friend to drive the car to my hometown, Aplau. Got him around, we were chatting and all that. And I finally said, well, here is a car for you. <laughs> he didn't say anything. The next day he called me and said, no, you take the car back. Hey. Why? He said, look around me. You look around me. All my relatives, they come into this house to have at least one meal each day. They are so poor. Imagine me now having a car and driving around. <laughs> what impression will that give to them? Mm. So I was forced to take the car back. Wow. But I understood. Yeah. Today I now understand why he decided not to take that car. He was sensitive to the poverty around him. Around him. All right? Mm. He went back to his famous rally, the bicycle mm. that he used to ride to school, you know, in his white whites, you know, uh, showing off and very powerful man. Yeah were very simple. So from him, in spite of his, you know, stature in the community, there was a, something about him, simplicity in living. Yeah. And so there's no other way mm -hmm. but for me to live that way. So my life is a very simple life. I don't like to be out there showing off Mm -hmm. You know, meeting people and say, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it, it turns me off. Yeah. So, from my father, the discipline, the simplicity, the, the perseverance, and all those other things that a young person should have, he had implanted them in me. Yeah. And my mother did the same thing. And of course, I went to secondary school thinking that I had everything in my head, you know. And that was the first time I was going to be, you know, in the company of, uh, you know, young people. And mind you, when I got there, there were some people in my class, from one, who had children. <laughs> they were elderly people. 
But I was around the young, very young people, you know. And uh, what happened? I thought that was the time to play around. Mm. I knew everything. When you say play around, what do you mean? Oh, when it is time for games, I'm out there. You know, I already know about the literature texts that were being used in the class and so on and so forth. Okay. It was fantastic. I was just having a great time. But when the first term ended and the terminal report came, <laughs> that was my saddest moment. Mm. Can you imagine? Out of a class of 72, I was the 69th. Hey. Academic order of merit. And I went through hell with my father. Your whole Mr. Dumo's son? Yes. The schoolmaster. 69. 69 out of 72. Worry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hellish time. <laughs> and I could see my mother mm. crying. So I walked up to her and said, look, my name is Koku. Mm -hmm. And my mother everywhere is called Kokuno. Was called Kokuno. So I went to her and I said, Kokuno. If it is because I have not learned what I was supposed to learn at school, for that reason you are crying. This is the last time. Mm. And it changed the narrative for me. Wow. Book, 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 book. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Now, there's the other side that I'd want to find out as well. Yes. You mentioned two things. Yes. The other one was there's joy and suffering. Yes. If you look back, what were those moments of suffering? Well, apart from when you were 69th and <laughs> dad gave you hell. <laughs> that was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> but what when, when you look back, what are those moments of suffering that left very good values for you? Well, um, the stories are many. You know, the, the school I went to, Bishop Herman College. Biheko. Biheko. I love that school. The motto of the school is Sikut Miles Christi as a soldier of Christ. So everything we did in our school was tailored into bringing us up as soldiers of Christ. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Now, as a young person, I was taught to question everything. I was questioning the teachers. Some of them would throw me out of the class to go and kneel outside. I went through all these things. But there were seniors. In those days, the seniors were very powerful. And we had one senior who was called, or he was given the title, Curatorial Monitor. Mm. That's a big name, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It is 
very simply translated, controller of garbage collection. <laughs> <laughs> and he never really appreciated the fact that I was very inquisitive and I was questioning everything. Mm. So he was fond of punishing me all the time. And it got to a point where he decided on his own that I was going to be responsible for the school toilet. Hmm. And it was not water closet in those days. You can imagine the pit latrine. Yeah. And I was responsible for cleaning the toilet. Hmm. So every Saturday after breakfast, when he comes to announce the names of people and their assignments, he will wait. At the end of the assignment, he will then mention my name, and the whole place will be on fire. They knew where I was going to go. <laughs> now, I used to feel so bad that I was being punished. And not only that, to go and do these menial things. Mm. But he taught me a simple lesson. I look back on it. There are so many things I do, and I don't have to be, you know, feel lowered mm. in status mm -hmm. or in person for doing those things. So I learned to clean. It was not a big thing for me to kneel on the floor to scrub to go in and do all the menial things that must be done to support my family. Yeah. So I learned over time that humility, however great you are. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The higher you go, the more humble you should become. So, you know, that's just one example yeah. from my school experience that had changed things. But you see, because it changed my attitude and it got me focused, I'm pleased to say that today I feel joyful that most, if not all, past students of Bishoherman College appreciate who I am. They respect me for what I have achieved. Mm -hmm. And the school management, many years ago, I was in the United States, and they decided that they were going to give me a special award. Wow. I had become the face of Bishoherman College. Wow. Yes. Wow. So in the process of suffering, mm -hmm. And going through all these things, I look back and I say, oh, my goodness. Yeah. God has been good and gracious to me. Absolutely. Yes. If you were to mention any other thing that you say is monumental or you are proud of in your life, I mean, it doesn't have to be school during the school period, but in your work life, in, in life in general, your proudest moment. Well, um, there are too many things, but let me just do two things, give you two examples. I 
went through some hellish experience with my family in 1979. I was in the United States at the time. My wife was given a one fantastic appointment as consultant, curriculum consultant to the U.S. Office of Education. Good job. Almost at the same time, I was invited to become a coordinator for foreign area studies in the state of Washington in a private university run by Scandinavians. Big time. We hadn't been back home for quite some time. So we decided to come on a visit and something happened. I won't tell that story now, very painful indeed. And I literally swore that I was not going to return to Ghana anymore. But I found myself by a series of historical contrivances back in Ghana. I'm happy that I'm back. But at the time, was it against your will? Very much so. Because I had options. Things but that would keep me away from coming to Ghana. I could stay out and make good money. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, I was paying good money. So I then why paying. did you come? Well, those who caused me that pain tried to convince me to return home. And they thought there were things I could do. Mm. So they offered me... And they were insistent. Okay. In fact, the fact of the matter was that those who were putting the pressure on me were all Achimotans. <laughs> okay. And my wife went to Achimota. Oh, dear. <laughs> so there was this connection. They knew that, how to get to you. <laughs> they know they can pass through yes. my late wife and get me back. Yeah. So I was to come back to come and help you know, one of the interests that I've had academically is population analysis. Mm. So the idea was for me to come and help in generating statistical data, mm. improve the statistical information that would be available for policymaking. I was happy to come, and I started working through how to set up this whole thing and get it done and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, the person who was in the forefront mm -hmm. fashioning the process was appointed ambassador to uh, or high commissioner to Zimbabwe. So there was a cut. Yeah. One day I was in the house when the, the news came. I didn't know. A friend of mine, Mr. Kweku Jesi, formerly of uh, GIPC, came to my house dressed in white. And he came and said, oh, you've been put on the Electoral Commission. I said, what? <laughs> so anyway, one thing after the other, yeah. I found myself in the Electoral Commission. Yeah. So for 10 years, I was working to build a new institution 
electoral commission, a credible institution mm. to manage elections in this country. There are so many things about that experience. So I find joy that having spent time in the electoral commission, I was involved in the racial, multiracial elections in South Africa. I managed to write a book on Ghana's contribution to the liberation of Southern Africa. I was involved in the transition from military administration to civilian administration in Nigeria. You can go on and on. Yes, and on yes. And on. I'm particularly interested in the Ghana phenomenon at the time, especially leading up to 1992 when we are now transitioning to uh, full democracy and adoption of the constitution. Yes. How was your job at the EC at the time and how nervy was it? Because uh, the political tensions were very high those times. That's true. That's so true. how did you maneuver? Well, uh, first and foremost, you have to accept that the Constitution of Ghana makes the Electoral Commission an independent organization. Mm. So if you are a member of the commission, you have no option but to remain independent. Mm. And I tell you, in spite of everything, you will find politicians who realize that you are very independent, mm. showing respect and appreciation for what you stand for. Were you intimidated at certain times? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Let me give you an example. I was assigned the Ashanti region for the year 2000 elections. And when I arrived there, I found out that there was a lot of suspicion about my presence. Mm. Yes. Well, there are certain things we cannot talk about, but they are, you know, there, you can feel the pulse. So, I got in there. People were a bit unsure. Maybe I had come to help to derail the uh, election or to tilt the results towards a particular <laughs> group of people yeah. or party and that sort of thing. And so there was this uncertainty. I could feel it, but I was not budged a bit. So I went about my duty very simply. Let me give you, you know, just the final thing, or to be a too long a story. Yes. <laughs> there was a crisis in one of the polling stations. That was Manchia Police Station. My regional director called me and said, there was a call from Otunfo that he wanted to see me. Mm. And I said, really? So we went, and there was Otunfo with his entourage and so on and so forth. Then he told me about the crisis in Manchia, you know, uh, polling station. Mm. And he, he said, look, Prof, if you don't resolve this problem 
by midday and it escalates mm -hmm. don't come back and tell me anything yeah it was interesting my officers were you know they they just couldn't hold themselves together they they, they were shivering i mm -hmm. mean you could see that they were and i was just very calm i said well this would be a place where the news in the world would be that uh, an electoral administrator had been killed, you know. I mean, that was what was going through yeah. my mind. Yeah. But I knew I was going to do the right thing. Mm. So I got my officers and we, we went to the polling station. It was a crisis, complete crisis. And there were two very important politicians who were in the midst of this crisis. Mm. One for the opposition, the other for the governing party. Now, how are you going to deal with this? Yeah. So I walked through the crowd. I saw the first one, who incidentally was a regional minister at the time. I looked at him and I said, hey, listen, what are you doing here? I am the election administrator. You have no right to come and give any instructions to anybody here. Go out there and let me keep some order. Then I went to the other politician, highly placed of politicians. Do you know who I am? For the first time, I had to ask him, <laughs> do you know who I am? Yeah. No, I know you very well. I said, this is not your business. This is my business. The officials here are the ones who must handle these matters. Mm. And can you believe that an armored car was stationed there? I see. Yes, it was a crisis. That's serious. In the meantime, I came with my own cameras from the Electoral Commission. They were shooting everything. I have pictures of these things. Wow. So I ordered them to mount the armored car hmm. and tell their supporters to get out. And they did? They did. And slowly and slowly, they were marching out of the place. Hmm. Hmm. Then I asked the place to be closed up. Yeah. I said, there must be order. Yeah. That was how this situation came about you've you've you were instrumental with, with the commission you oversaw the the transition from military rule to democratic rule and whatnot yeah now you you listen around and what's happening in africa now is military juntes and whatnot taking over governments yes what what does that what do you feel about how do you feel about that that's a tough question you're asking me um, I don't want to disclose my, um, <laughs> I don't know whether to call it my political leanings. <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is that Africa is in search of its soul. Mm. And we have to stop for a moment to ask why something like this should be happening at this material time. Let me put it this way. When the French Revolution was taking place, that was the time the French exploitation and the colonial domination of African countries intensified. When they were talking about brotherhood, fraternity, you know, justice, freedom, and so on and so forth. These things were happening. After a certain period, Africans are going to say, enough is enough. There must be change. Mm. If our civilian leaders are not going to do it, you are bound to see some young Jerry Rawlings 
waking up and saying no. So if you ask me, there is a certain play out hmm. which is so complex and so dynamic that we need to be conscious okay. of our historical experiences in order to explain what exactly is happening now in the 21st century. Okay. I wouldn't let you dwell too much on that because then I, I might be <laughs> poking in very sensitive places. Yeah. But it's okay. Uh, you, you had a very good time as well at the NIA. Yes, um, how was that experience? I wish my children were the ones who would tell the story. But let me try it. You don't have to tell the full story. I just want to know... Very briefly. Yeah, briefly how it was. I was made chairman of a multi-sectoral committee mm. to develop a new document on national identification for Ghana. I finished doing that and a highly trained technology experts were brought into Ghana to validate what I had done. And they said, this thing just fits the international practice. Wow. So there I was, and I got a telephone call again one Sunday evening. That is. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Excellency, the president, President Kufo, wanted to see me. I thought I had finished my job and yeah. everything else. I'm cutting the story short. And I was to come to his house. I went there. And you could see the air of power <laughs> in the air. Yeah. I had never been to his house before. And there were some great guys in the place there said, what the hell am I doing here? Mm. I really don't belong here. But anyway, I was finally ushered into his private office. And he looked me in the face and said, well, you know, I've seen the report that has been done. You were the one who did it. Technology experts have uh, evaluated this, and they, 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 they've spoken highly of it. And if it is you who has done it, I do not see why I should give this to somebody else to go and implement. Wow. So there you are. And I was going to tell him at that time that I was planning to leave the Electoral Commission to go home and take care of my wife, who was chronically ill. And I had to take care of her. That was a traumatic experience that we had to go through for 25 years with her. So I was not prepared to serve in public service anymore. Mm. There he was telling me that, look, I finished with you. I'm with you all the way. Uh, chief of staff, the chief of staff was sitting there. Uh, on Monday, you start preparing a budget for this and this and this and that. And that was it? That was it. Wow. And I did not think that anything like that was going to happen.
So, on my way home, ideas were going through my mind. Yeah. Well, how am I going to combine taking care of my ailing wife and doing public service? But good news is you did. I you did. were able to. Well, I will tell you that when I got home, I called my, my, my wife. She was sitting in a wheelchair when I got there. It was a very, very difficult time for me. Mm. And I told her about it. And she looked at me and said, look, my dear, if it is because of me that you will not accept this job, don't worry, I'll be okay. Wow. You must realize that more than 20 million people are in this country. Some of them know better than you do. And yet, President Kufo has asked that you should do it. Go and do it. So, so what do you think, what kind of value systems have merited the kind of success you've had? I mean, not just with regards to even the NIA, but with, with your whole life, your career and all. Tell me. Well, very simply, uh, I go back to my parents. Mm. They instill certain fundamental values in me. In secondary school, the same thing happened. Mm. When I got to the university, I was in Commonwealth Hall, House of Andal, you know. Mm -hmm. And the motto of the hall is truth stands. Truth stands. When you fight for truth, if you stand for justice, if you stand for fairness, then at the end of the day, there is a celebration. Right. I was in Commonwealth Hall. I was a vandal through and through. I see. I was editor of the Hall magazine, and I was writing notorious things. <laughs> right? But nobody knew I was playing the game. All right? I joined everybody else. When it is Vandal's Day, we, 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 we go and, uh, you know, uh, glorify Father Bacchus. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not a cult. Mm -hmm. It was just simply making sure that whilst we were in the university, the right things were done. Right, right. You know, yeah. quite different from what is happening now. Yeah. Okay. Again, when I left Lagon, I went to the oldest you know, land-grant college in the United States. And the motto of that college or university, Michigan State University, is the Spartan. The Spartan represents discipline. Discipline. Truth, perseverance, courage. So as I reflect on all these things, somehow they had worked themselves into my whole being. being yeah yeah so you know there's nothing else i can do without falling back yeah on those on those values values and and and, 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 and we'll faith. talk about parenting now because you have three wonderful you had three wonderful children yes uh mawina koshi and komla Dumo. yes who's the naughtiest of the three <laughs> no, I won't say that. On you that. won't say that on there. Uh, but but, but I, I, I can only say that. Because she's know. here and he, 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 no, 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 he no. really does look like it. But <laughs> I think Mauna will take that. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it. <laughs> but but the, the fact mm. of the matter is that my 80th birthday is also a celebration right. of my children. It's not my only my birthday. It's yeah. a celebration 
of the price we have to pay, we have had to pay to be where we are today. Regrettably, we lost Komla a yes. few years ago, who had not only become a huge asset to Ghana, but also to the African continent. Yes. How has it been since his passing? Can I ever say how he feels? Almost every day, almost every day, tears don't show, but the crying still goes on. And I make it a duty every morning to visit their tombs. My late wife and Komla, they are in the same place behind my window. So I go there and say a little prayer and commit them to the bosom of the Lord and ask them to intercede for those of us who are still alive so that the memory will still continue. If you come into my house and you come into the living room, I have the picture of my late wife and Komla staring me everywhere. But mind you, whilst I was doing the public service for NIA, I lost my wife. I lost my older sister six months after my wife had passed away. I lost my younger sister six months after the older sister had passed away. And about four years later, Komla also passed away. So that is a price that I have to pay. But there is joy in that suffering because I know that they were good. They did everything to serve this country. My wife edited all the textbooks for the senior secondary school in this country. All the textbooks. 41 titles. She didn't ask for anything in return. My older sister became deputy director of nursing services. Who cared? You know, he passed on. Do you regret taking that job? No. It was a call to duty. And if you're called to duty, it's almost like they're calling you to make sacrifice beyond compare. You just simply have no option. And today I look back, I look at the building that I've, you know, helped to. I had literally had to take the tell the architect how the structure should look like. I was the one who negotiated the contract for the establishment of a national identification system. If you don't have the system, you cannot produce the card. Mm. You cannot produce the card. So the technology, the architecture is paramount. Prof. And then mm. after that, after setting up the architecture, I have to set up the structure, the human resource structure, mm -hmm. and make sure that everything was in place. Yeah. I had to get down to thinking of how to brand the institution to make it credible and legitimate and acceptable to the Ghanaian population. So, you know, I look back and I said, God must be good for me to be able to combine looking after 
a chronically ill wife at one level mm. and then be in the public domain and putting up that structure. God has a mystery. So when I say the mystery of faith, of the Catholic faith, that is the essence of it. Prof, it's been such a, an amazing conversation. I'm just looking at our messages on our WhatsApp platform. Um, uh, <laughs> I beg if you can open that message for me, the first one. Uh, wow, Lexus Bill. Oh, uh, one of the best interviews you've done. And I hardly miss you on personality profile on Thursdays. These are the sort of senior citizens we the youth need to listen to to shape us. My favorite quote from the good prof, the higher you climb in life, the more humble you have to become. God bless this man and give him more life in good health. It's from Godwin in North Kanishi. And he totally puts it perfectly how I would want to wrap it up. But before we do that, in just 30 seconds, prof, any advice to the young ones coming up? <sighs> well, to be honest with you, I wish I still, you know, uh, I wish I were younger. Mm. Uh, I'd hoped somewhere along the line to have uh, a youth development program, mm. to be able to have young people come. You know, we take them to various places, visit various places in the country, teach them leadership skills, negotiation skills, mm. and so on and so forth. Because Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.